2: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a schedule. I hope you've got the next seven months of your life planned. I know I do. We're going to dive into what the schedule has in store for the Orlando Magic, the trouble spots, and why this is actually going to be a good thing for a young team. It's time to get to it for today's episode of Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day.
2: And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is August 18th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip, RR, underscore omd On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to do our first dive into the Orlando Magic schedule. We'll do a deeper dive. It might be on tomorrow's episode. I'm going to do a little bit deeper, deeper dive, kind of break things down a little bit clearer and or into more segments here. But we're going to get into the Orlando Magic's 2022-23 schedule as the NBA releases their schedule for the next season. We can all finally breathe easy and plan our lives before the NBA goes dark again for the next month or so. We're actually coming up on, what, a month and a week, month and two weeks away uh, from the Magic season starting. Of course, Franz Wagner playing in Germany, so we'll have plenty to talk about in the meantime. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before we get started, I, I mean, I, I I see all the jokes that a lot of people make, um, and, and to some extent, yes, you're all right. Um, the NBA schedule is the NBA schedule. Um, you know, I I, I know, I, I think I say this probably every year when the schedule comes out. I don't think there is a fairer schedule in sports than the NBA. Um, The NBA has largely done away with divisions. We can argue whether that's worth it or not. Uh, I know there is a little bit of a movement to make divisions mean something a little bit more. Um, But essentially, the NBA is about as fair as it can be. Everyone in the conference plays, everyone else in the Western Conference the same number of times, twice. twice. So you get 30 games against teams from the other conference. The chance to see everyone in the league, you see everyone play, um, which, you know, the NFL certainly does not. The MLB does not. Um, not the MLB. MLB does not. Uh, my friend John would kill me for, for, for making that mistake. Um, but you know, you play everyone within your conference three times. Everyone within your division four. A couple of teams you play, and the other divisions you play four times. It's pretty fair. And, and yes, there are different ways to that that the schedule gets composed and formed. That you know may seem tougher, may seem easier than others. But largely, the NBA is pretty fair. Um, you know, I, I I don't think there is much. There, you know. At the end of the day, we're splitting hairs on a few things about how you know maybe games are composed, the dates and all that. The NBA is 82 games long, 41 games at home, 41 games on the road. And while the NBA is fairly predictable, um, again, it's I, I do I, I say this often, the NBA is about the journey, not the destination. It's not about who wins the title. We know we know the teams that are capable of winning a title even at this point. It's you know Golden State, it's Phoenix, it's. Boston it's Milwaukee it's Philadelphia it's Miami it's Brooklyn if they can get you know their stuff together um it's you know maybe Memphis is in that group you know the LA Clippers if they're healthy are in that group it's a pretty robust group this year actually it's a lot more than, than you would think but largely we know who is going to win the NBA title or who, who the you know three or four teams maybe five that can win the NBA title by the time the playoffs start it's predictable um, so it really is about the journey and the journey that we're about to take uh, together here. Um, the Orlando Magic schedule, um, and I want to dive more into it in the next in the next segment, um, but the Orlando Magic schedule to me sets up really well for a team that's developing. Um, they open their season on October 19th at Detroit. They will follow that with a game at Atlanta on October 21st. Their home opener October 22nd against the Boston Celtics. It is the first time The Magic will start with consecutive road games since the 2013-14 season, and just the second time in franchise history, the Magic will start with consecutive road games in a season. It is also the first time that the Magic will start back-to-back seasons with road games. They started last year in San Antonio. Um, It's the first time Magic will start back-to-back seasons seasons with road games since the 2012-13 and the 2013-14 seasons. Also, the second time. In franchise history that they will start with back to back with road games and back to back seasons, uh, for the first uh, uh, to start the year. Um, again, so some interesting little schedule nuggets. Um, you know, again, this is not something the Magic typically have to deal with. Um, from there, Orlando will play six of their first eight games on the road, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what that means and, and what that's going to mean for this team's development. They will then play seven straight games at home, their longest home stand of the season. Again, we'll get to we'll get to the details of that coming up. But that's how the schedule unfurls and unfolds. Orlando will have its West Coast trip in December, uh, or not in December. They'll have their West, first West Coast trip in January. They'll make a second West Coast trip um, in March when the NCAA tournament uh, occupies the Amway Center. Um, largely manageable road trips. Their longest road trip, I believe, is a five-game road trip over eleven day, uh, over eleven or twelve days um, in January. That January West Coast road trip will be their longest road trip. And then, largely, it's you know three four-game road trips followed by two three home games, home stands. Um, uh, looking at the end at the schedule this year for the Orlando Magic and really for the NBA at large, they have done a, a much better job. Kind of grouping travel together, getting rid of kind of the yo-yo type games, uh, and 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 trying to downgrade the amount of travel that teams have to take. Now, usually, and you just look at a map, and it makes sense that this is the case. Usually, Orlando travels either usually Orlando travels the fifth, like within the top five most miles in the entire league. This year, Orlando is, I think, eighth or ninth. They're they're like still they're still pretty heavy, and they're still you know traveling the most miles of any team in the Eastern Conference, which again makes sense. But they're no longer traveling the most miles in the league, so there is that benefit. The NBA, uh, according to their communications department, cut 41,000 miles of travel per team this season. Back to backs are also down. Orlando's got 13 back to backs this year. There's a few that I will not be happy about. I'm a big Opponent, I think the NBA needs to get rid of home road back to backs, where you play a home game and then immediately go out on the road. I I honestly don't see the necessity of that. I honestly, I'd rather see them have more back to backs and get rid of those or find ways to space other games out. That's that's just me. Um, I've seen, I've seen, I've just been in that locker room when they have a home road back to back and they got to jump on a plane. It 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 gets rid of some of the home court advantage, in my opinion. if, If if you ask me, and it's it's just. It's just really rough to go to that. And there's some there's some bad ones uh, here. I think there's a Philadelphia, there's a Orlando to Brooklyn, Orlando to New York, home road back-to-back. That's that's a schedule loss. I hate to say it. Um, but honestly, outside of those home road back-to-backs, uh, and let me see how many the Magic have, actually, because I can look that up real fast. Um, Orlando has four home-to-away back-to-backs, which is just ridiculous. So four, their 13 back-to-backs are just the worst kind, in my opinion. Um, and Orlando's longest road trip is a five game nine day road trip. I got that wrong. Um, but overall, I have to say the schedule looks really balanced. Um, I have to say that the schedule does afford a lot of rest time, does afford the ability to kind of to take a back seat, a lot of time at home to get practices in. Uh, and for a young team like Orlando, I think that's that's really good. The NBA's done a lot of things. So they've studied this a lot. It's you know, there's people that say, oh, the old guys did this, but the NBA studied this a lot. Um, they're trying to reduce the wear and tear and the strain that is just naturally part of this sport and part of what this what these teams have to do. But we do have to talk about the start of the season. The very beginning of the season is going to be the biggest test for the Orlando Magic, and it's going to be a, a real big determinant in what the Magic are able to accomplish. So we're going to talk a little bit more extensively or, or establish what the Magic's goals are for this season, as well as talk about what the start of this season will be, and the challenge it presents. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Just waiting for my copy to load here. Uh, But first, what are the odds... You'll get pulled. Uh, you're hanging out. I'm, I don't, I've, I've read this copy. You could, you could tell. Um, we're coming to the end of summer, and, and, and whether you have kids in school, whether you're enjoying your last bit of summer, you're getting out on the road. So, what if you're hanging out with some friends and, and putting back a few drinks? We all do it. I don't, but we all do. Um, a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds? you'll get pulled over anyway. And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride, especially in today's day and age. It is so easy to get someone to drive you home. No matter what your condition is, you can find your car in the morning. It's okay. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. So let's talk then
2: about, um, you know, I, 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 We will draw this out a little bit more. I like to kind of look at the five biggest stretches in the season that the, the kind of the kind of stretches that will determine whether the Magic are going to have success or not. And, and maybe we need to define what success is for the Orlando Magic this season. But, um, but overall, you know, the beginning of the season is going to really go a long way to determining. What kind of year this Magic team can have? That first quarter of the season, like, look, it, like I said, the NBA is super predictable. And while, yes, teams make runs, Magic certainly did in 2019, um, you have to, there, there are going to be stretches of every year where every team has to just kind of keep their head above water. Orlando's going to have to do that right off the bat. Um, it's, it, the, the, the schedule that they have is not as tough as last year's. Last year, it was one of the toughest stretches of, of games that I've ever seen um, in an NBA schedule. Their, their December schedule, especially, was just brutal. And December's going to be hard again this year. So it, it's not that bad. Again, the NBA did a really good job spacing games out, giving plenty of rest days, giving the chance to take a breath, get some practice in. It's The the, the back half of this schedule is going to be really good for a young team. And I'm going to get to that in, in the final segment of our show. The beginning of the schedule, though, for the Orlando Magic is going to force this team, It's going to really test this team's maturity, their buy-in, uh, and just generally how ready they are for the league. They're going to get a gut check. They're going to get a gut punch. They're going to get a real test here to start the season. And that's going to be, honestly, I think this is going to be really good for a young team. They're going to understand very, very quickly what it's going to take. And again, the test could very well be are they going to listen to the coaching staff and and stick with the process and get better as the year goes on, or is this a part? Is this a time where a young team kind of crumbles, especially with some of the pressures that are going to happen naturally through the course of the year? Look, the Orlando Magic's goal this year is not to hit a win total. I, we should make that perfectly clear. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the 2023 draft um, in a future podcast episode, very very shortly. Here, I got to do some study on that too, but. Um, the goal here is not to hit a win total. As much as I, as much as I love the optimism of fans, and again, we're in August. If you can't believe this team has the talent to make the play-in tournament or to, to make the playoffs, or even just make the play-in tournament, why bother watching? If you don't believe this team does has the does doesn't, if you don't believe this team has the talent to be a play-in team or playoff team this year, and I believe they do have that talent. It's again the consistency. It's whether they get there. Then that means this whole project is failing already. Um, I don't believe that. I do believe this team has, there is a universe, there is a possibility for this team to reach the play in tournament, to reach the playoffs. They have that capability, but I don't believe it is likely to happen. And again, the start of the schedule is part of the reason why. Um, This is going to be a real big test to see whether the Magic can stick with it. So let's dive into this first. First set of games for the Orlando Magic. Again, I mentioned they start the season at Detroit. Um, you know, Orlando is not a team that can count wins against anyone, but Detroit is probably going to be the quote-unquote easiest team they play. Detroit is like Orlando. They're kind of on the same track. I'm sure Detroit is looking at Orlando saying, we got the Magic in our home in our home building. Let's go 1-0. Um, you know, again, I, I wouldn't blame them for saying that about Orlando, just like I wouldn't blame Orlando for saying, hey— it's Detroit. This is a manageable game. We can go get this. It's going to be a fun game. I'm really excited for this opener. It's going to be a good test for both teams. Then they go to Atlanta. Atlanta is obviously, we got the DeJounte Murray storyline with Paolo Bancaro, but Atlanta is a team that is a playoff team. Um, I know they just snuck in last year in the playing tournament. They have a really dynamic offense. The best offense in the league, our second best offense in the league last year. It's going to be a good test right off the bat for Orlando's defense. Whether they're able to to, to stick and defend, whether they're able to really commit to their defensive principles. And you're going to see that a lot through the course of these next few games. Then a back-to-back home opener against the Boston Celtics. Um, Boston's obviously a really good team. They won the Eastern Conference last year, gave the Magic a ton of problems with their switching defense. It's going to be a good test for the Magic's offense to see if anything has changed on that front. Then they go to New York and to Cleveland. Um, on October 24th and 26th, Versus Charlotte, October 28th. Nothing crazy there, but you'll notice I've been saying a lot of road games, not a lot of home games. October 30th at Dallas, November 1st at Oklahoma City, Orlando, one of Orlando's four nationally televised games. Three of them are on NBA TV. November 1st, Tuesday, November 1st, let's make it a magic holiday. The Orlando Magic will be on TNT for the first time since August 2020 when they were on TNT for a seeding round game against the Philadelphia 76ers in the bubble. It'll be their first non-bubble, non-playoff game on TNT since, I believe, 2011 when they played the Miami Heat. I believe it was a post-Dwight game against, uh, against the Miami Heat uh, after Dwight's back injury when he when he's out. Um, and LeBron went for 51. Um, so again, rare treat that the Magic get a TNT game. It's a Tuesday. I like the Tuesday package a lot better. I like the Tuesday crew a lot better. Shouts to Candice Parker. Shouts to Dwayne Wade, um, who make that show really, really good. Um, It should be a really, really fun game. So 7.30 tip-off on November 1st as Paolo Bancaro takes on Chet Holmgren. Now, the opponents in those first eight games, not much to write home about. Boston and Dallas are the only two that made it deep into the playoffs last year. Atlanta, Cleveland, both playoff play-in tournament teams. Charlotte, I think, also went to the play-in tournament last year. Um, so fairly manageable. I mean, Orlando could get through those eight games very easily at four and four, at three, at three and five. And I think we could sit there and, and say if they do that, uh, four and four would be really good, five and three would be even better. But I think would, uh, I think th- that Orlando could maybe come out of that looking okay, you know, maybe keep it, again, keeping their head above water. But the reality is six of the magic's first eight games are on the road. Um, and for any young team and for any team in general, Those are just really tough stretches. Um, Again, it would not surprise me if the Magic lose those first three games. Detroit is every opener is a toss up, so you can't really predict that. Atlanta is going to be tough. Boston's going to be really tough. They're going to be playing, they're going to be trying to play a little bit of catch up here from the beginning. And I I just think that's just unavoidable. And again, six of your first eight games are on the road. You're going to have to really be ready, really be dialed in to perform well on the road. And again, if Orlando plays well in these games, they will set themselves up really, really well. It'll be a sign that A, they bought in. B, they've got the talent and are ready to play well. And C, they really believe in what they're doing. And especially, if they can build that confidence up. They can really make things happen and really take advantage before they get to some really difficult parts in the schedule. When they get home at the beginning of November... They will play their longest homestand of the season, a seven game homestand. So, we're talking about these first 15 games. Six of eight, the first eight are on the road. The next seven are at home. November 3rd versus Golden State. The defending champs come east. Um, usually they come in March or early December. They're coming east in November this year. Orlando actually has a four game win streak over the Golden State Warriors at the Amway Center. Really kind of fun factoid. November 5th versus Sacramento November 7th versus Houston November 9th versus Dallas November 11th versus Phoenix November 14th versus Charlotte November 16th versus Minnesota you look at those those opponents most of them Western Conference teams Sacramento is a team that Orlando would hope is a peer Houston is certainly a peer a team that Orlando should feel capable of beating Charlotte they would hope is a team that they're aspiring to get to. Obviously, Steve Clifford's a really good coach. Um, And then uh, Dallas, Phoenix, Golden State, all title contenders, Minnesota certainly in that tier below. So again, Orlando's not a team that can count on victories. They can't count on wins. They can't, you know, look at the, you know, I I could go through this schedule and start marking wins and losses, but I, I can't do that with much certainty or say, if they lose this game, am I really disappointed? If they lose at home to Houston, I'll be a little disappointed. No offense to Houston. Um if, you know, they lose at home to teams like Detroit, Houston, Oklahoma City, I'll be disappointed. If they lose on the road, you know, but I like to get those wins, so I think those are gettable games, absolutely, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. At least at, at least sitting here today, maybe if we get to January and the teams hovering around 500 and they lose, you know, at Houston when they go to Houston or they lose at Detroit or they lose at a te- at a team that's near the bottom of the standings. Yes, expectation shift and change through the course of the season. That's natural. That's what you want to happen. We'll get a little bit of a reprieve. Uh, February, uh, November 18th at Chicago, November 19th and 21st at Indiana. The first of six pair of, consecu- of, games ag- of consecutive games against the same opponent. Those are up throughout the league as well. Um, so you'll see that happen a lot this season. Then comes the really difficult part of the se- the schedule here. November 25th and November 27th. After Doc, after Doc gets his, gets his rounds at Um The Magic play, the Philadelphia 76ers. Back-to-back up to Brooklyn on November 28th. I Remember, I hate those home road back-to-backs. That feels like a schedule loss, even with the hour-and-a-half difference or the 25-and-a-half hours between, between tip-offs. November 30th, back home against Atlanta. December 2nd at Cleveland. December 3rd at Toronto. December 5th versus Milwaukee. December 7th versus the Clippers, December 9th and 11th against Toronto, December 14th against Atlanta, December 16th and 18th at Boston, December 19th at Atlanta. Those 14 games are against all opponents who were in the playoffs or play-in tournament last year. And you could very easily argue um, Cleveland is the only one, I think, in that group. Cleveland and the LA Clippers are the only two in that group that did, actually did not make the playoffs last year. Both were in playoff position and lost their spot because of the play in tournament. Again, I, you can't sit here and predict who's going to be good and who's going to be bad um, during the season, um, you know, before the season starts. I remember sitting here last year when the 2022 schedule came out and we looked and said, oh, we got Cleveland twice at the end of the season. That If the Magic are somehow in the playoff chase, those are winnable games. That makes the end of the season season easier. Cleveland obviously surprised everyone. They became a playoff team, and all of a sudden those games didn't feel so easy. Now, Orlando did get a win against Cleveland. They probably should have had another one. Um, Again, those games suddenly don't look so easy. So, I can't say you're saying for certain, but just based off the 2022 standings, and, and honestly just looking at those teams, it feels pretty certain All 14 of those teams are going to be in the playoff chase. That All of those teams are going to be good teams. Now, obviously, if Orlando wants to make the playoffs, if Orlando wants to be a playoff team, they are going to have to beat these teams eventually. So again, there's no better better time than the present to start considering yourself among those teams, to consider yourself peers, and to pick up wins. As Jamal Mosley has said throughout the course of the offseason, this year is about leveling up. This year is about getting better, Winning more consistently, consistently, and understanding what it takes to win consistently, and that's going to take some growing pains and some trial by fire. The start to the season, so this is fourteen plus fifteen, this twenty, these first twenty-nine games, so more than the first quarter of the season, is going to test the Orlando Magic. It's going to test everything about them. It's going to show them just how far they have to go, and we're going to know. By the start of the calendar year, by the start of 2023, what kind of team this is. Now, granted, they're going to get better. They're going to be able to develop. They're going to be able to play more games. It's, it's not like they're going to just sit back and at, at the midpoint of the season and say, oh, well, we're done, throw our hands up. I don't think this team wants to out and out tank um again, certainly not that early. If things go really off the rails, that's going to be a problem. That means there's bigger issues involved in how the Magic are rebuilding. And yeah, tanking probably wouldn't be the worst idea with the draft that's coming up. The 2023 draft is a very good draft by all accounts. Um but we're going to be able to sit here in mid-December by Christmas, by the start of the by the start of 2023, and have a really clear picture of what's missing, and probably have an understanding of whether what's missing can develop on the roster. In this sense, I find the way the schedule sets up for the Orlando Magic to be really perfect. We're going to really test this team early. They're going to have to be locked in, dialed in early, to show us what they have. And then we can spend... The last three quarters of the season, the last half of the season, grooming and building them up. We can spend that last half of the season filling in those deficiencies and really seeing it play out on the court. As I've said a million times before, this season is about really understanding and learning what you have. And we're going to know exactly what we have in those early games. Now, why does this set up well? Well, the rest of the schedule, I honestly can't find any problems with it. We're going to go over some of the the back half of the schedule here coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Betaline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. I know they've got the powell bay Carroll lines, the over-unders on his points and rebounds, plus the over-under on the Magic's win total. We'll see if that changes after the schedule came out. I know it was sitting at 26.5, or 27.5, rather, um, at the moment, we'll see if that's changed now that the schedule is out. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening now.
0: BetOnline, where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: So let's then dive back into the rest of the schedule. And, and, and take a look at what's in store uh, for the rest of the, rest of the season. Um, after that, that, that stretch, after that difficult start, Orlando, it becomes manageable. They close the calendar year, December 21st at Houston, December 23rd versus San Antonio. San Antonio's supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, so that's that, That's not hard. December 27th versus the Lakers. Christmas Christmas game, but four days to prep, including the Christmas holiday. December 28th at Detroit, December 30th versus Washington, January 4th versus Oklahoma City, and then they loan a home back-to-back. I don't mind home-to-home back-to-backs. January 5th versus Memphis. Then Orlando takes their longest road trip of the season at Golden State, at Sacramento, at Portland, at Utah, at Denver. They get a weird back-to-back versus New Orleans, and then at Washington on the 20th and 21st. Um, And then, honestly, like, the schedule, like, feels manageable. Like, yes, there's difficult opponents, but nothing near as long as that stretch in late November, early December. Um, games are spaced out pretty well. Road trips are pretty manageable and reasonable. No no, no weird travel. Um, Homestands are pretty full. There's a lot of instances where the Magic have three home games in a row. Then they go out on the road for three or four. Then they come back for two. Stuff like that. Um, the Magic's second West Coast road trip will take place in March again when the NCAA tournament moves into the Amway Center. <clears throat> March 14th at San Antonio, March 16th at Phoenix, March 18th and 19th at the Clippers and at the Lakers. Again, a lot of teams do the do the F, do the Crypto.com Arena double like that. Uh, but you know, generally, I can't find much fault in Orlando's schedule. Again, maybe playing at Phoenix late playing at the clippers late in the season if the magic are trying to make a playoff push going out west makes it a little bit more difficult you know not just be, not because the Western Conference is so much better than the East anymore um, but because that's a long trip that is a that is a doozy of a trip that is always a difficult trip um, but again you look at how the magic close the season their last 10 games I don't know if you know this about these are the last 10 games but I'm just gonna go go from here they get home from that West Coast trip on March 19th versus Washington versus New York versus Brooklyn at home, the 21st, 23rd, 26th. At Memphis, the 28th, tough game, of course. At Washington, March 31st. Their final homestand, a three-game homestand, April 2nd versus Detroit, April 4th and 6th against Cleveland. And then they close the season at Brooklyn. Again, both games at Brooklyn on the back half of home road back-to-backs. I hate those. Um, But April 7th at Brooklyn, and then they close the year April 9th at Miami. Again, I will repeat this. I hate home road back to backs. Orlando will play Brooklyn both times on home road back to backs. They're just the worst. Um, count those as schedule losses. But again, it, it it honestly like the rest of the schedule. It's a schedule. There's rough parts. There's easy parts. There's bad travel. There's road trips. There's all that stuff. But it feels manageable. It feels like there are going to be games where the Magic can win or games that our opponents the Magic can beat. There's no like crazy games bunched up into short times that you wouldn't expect. You know, road trips you expect to have games bunched up. You know, those long West Coast road trips. Games get bunched up. You, you, you know where the tired spots are going to be. Um, there's no string of just ridiculously tough opponents except for that, that string in November and December. This honestly feels like a very fair and balanced schedule. And for a young team like Orlando, like I said, yes, the early parts are going to be a big test and it's going to reveal a lot about this team. But the back half of the schedule is going to be a lot of opportunity for growth and development. A lot of opportunity to show how much better they can be and how much better they're going to get. Again, the Magic can't count on any game as a win. There's no such thing as a sure win if you are the Orlando Magic. But there is a lot to like about the way the schedule composed. Now, again, there's no super easy part either. I would say that. You're, You're always going to be playing a team... That has playoff aspirations. You're always going to be playing a team that could have gone to the playoffs. And again, things change over the course of the season. So I'm not sitting here saying that the Magic have an easy road either. There's no five-six. There's no five-game homestand right at the end of the season like there was in 2019, where you know we got to it. You know, even before the season, we said if the Magic are in the hunt, this is going to be a big part. Magic swept those five games. We, you know, closed the Amway Center for the for the regular season that year and said, we control our own destiny to make the playoffs. And it was a crazy, crazy thing. It was a crazy, crazy thing. Um, but there's no moment like that this year. So, you know, the pathway to make the playoffs late in the season, it's not paved in the schedule. It's paved in their ability to win, which is, again, I'm, that's a fair way to determine a season. That's a fair thing. The road trip at the very end of the season is going to be the the, tricky, the trickiest part of the back half of the season. That March road trip, when they leave the Amway Center for the NCAA Tournament, That's going to be a really difficult, uh, that's going to be a tricky spot for Orlando. And again, if they're in the playoff hunt, that's going to determine whether they make the playoffs or not, or or, or being able to kind of keep themselves steady during that part is what would determine if they're going to make the playing tournament or the playoffs that year. That's a long way from now. Again, I'm not super counting on it, Um, but again, the opportunity is there, the challenge is there, and, and that's what's really exciting ultimately about the schedule. At the end of the day, this is a schedule. There are 82 games. It's composed in much the same way as it always is year to year. There are surprises. There are changes. There are difficulties. There are are easy parts. There is the reality that this is a really good draft coming up, and there may come a point where the Magic decide that, yeah, tanking is probably the better path forward for this young group or slowly shutting guys down and, Letting things happen naturally is going to ultimately help this team take that next step. What's important is that we will get this opportunity. We're going to get this opportunity very early to understand exactly who this team is and where they need to still grow. And that's ultimately what the goal is for the season. And so that first quarter of the season, they say the NBA season doesn't really start until Christmas. The Magic season starts right off the bat. And we're going to get a lot of data and a lot of study on who this team can be very, very soon. That's good, to for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Get you tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Get the latest news from around the NBA, plus the national perspective, the national games to watch on the NBA calendar. Now that it is fully out for all of us to enjoy, be sure to check it out. Download it wherever you download podcasts, just search for Locked On NBA. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily. And Locked On Magic. We'll see y'all again next time for another episode of Locked On.